0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard John Flanagan wins his appeal against a ban for an alleged elbow on Scott Brown Derek McInnes rules himself out of the Scotland running As Steve Clark's assistant says he'd find it hard to turn down And it's survival Saturday Eve for St Mirren and Hamilton I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Derek Johnston and Hugh Keevans The SFA have opened up a can of worms It is they who now find themselves in the dock When they're supposed to be judge and jury Now it's open season on the governing body Rangers said they were being singled out When John Flanagan was offered a two game ban Celtic now say it's an embarrassment for Scottish football That Flanagan's ban has been overturned on appeal In the meantime, the SFA's disciplinary system Appears to bend in the wind Next season, anybody can appeal anything and know they've got a chance of getting off Derek Johnson on the field this weekend Still lots to play for oh, Trophy yeah. day at Celtic Park uh, Rangers are going to want to finish the season on a high as they have been And of course I wonder how the St Mirren and Hamilton fans oh, are going to sleep tonight Well I was at St Mirren and, and during the week there And I thought they played really really well You know they won the game I know Hamilton were down to 10 men But you can see the determination in these St Mirren men You know they're desperate you know, not to go into the, the the playoff situation. So that's a massive game at Dundee. What are Dundee going to be like? You know, they're already down. You know, what kind of team are they going to put out there to play against them? You know, it's still big games for these clubs tomorrow. But uh, Dundee United has got the big one tonight, you know, against Inverness. Remember, their goal up and that game is at Tannadice later on this evening. 0141-951-1025. That is the number you need tonight. So let's hear from you. And we're on Twitter as well. At Clyde SSB Lots to look forward to With regards to the weekend's football Lots of news stories With regards to John Flanagan And of course Day by day We appear to be getting closer To a new Scotland manager As well So give us your thoughts On the phones And on Twitter Later on in the second hour We will have that Great men's 10k prize For you to win As well I'll have a word with Hugh Keevans At the break And see if he fancies Signing up for the race I do In a taxi Yeah <laughs> Lord Lift They call him it for good reason <laughs> Lord Lift Right 0141 Let's dive straight in with John Flanagan He has won the appeal against the ban for An alleged elbow I guess you would have to call it now mm. I don't know if it's gone down as, a, as an elbow or not Either way Hugh He is free to play For Rangers This weekend Let's try And sort of pick through it What do you make of it? I think it's indicative of the way our Judicial system is going First of all The referee Kevin Clancy says No It's not a red card offence It's a yellow card Then One SFA committee says No No The referee's got this one wrong It's a red card We're offering him a two game ban And then Another SFA committee says No 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 that's unfair Uh, No ban at all So Where are we with all of this I I think Gordon That next season As I say Anybody Can appeal anything and with this kind of judicial system on the go They've got a chance of getting off with anything And Derek, let's try and, and separate a few things First of all, purely on John Flanagan Without worrying about anyone else who may or may not have been done Purely John Flanagan Do you think that should have been a sending off? Yeah, yeah he, he, he's, he, he, I was going to say he tacked him in the box That's not the right word to use But he lifted his arm and caught him I don't think it was in the face But he certainly caught him in an aggressive manner and I thought right away, I put my hands in my head, I said, he's off. 
So, and, and like you, I can't believe it. The referee's mm. only five yards away from that. You know, and he looks over and he's given the, the yellow card. And as you say, you've got three top-class referees that have looked at that and said, no, I'm sorry, referee, you were wrong. Because that's a red card and you were offering mm. you a two-game ban. And then another three from where they come from, I don't know. Look at it and say, no, yeah. you're wrong. I'll try and explain you know, the, the it, process. You is um, a bit boring for some people, I would imagine, but it is important we understand it. Now, it is worth bearing in mind because this is a fast track issue. Yeah. Um, the, the, the reasons or, or some of the explanation for this will be published next week. Yeah. And you will find out a bit more about it. But as it stands at the moment, here's what we know. Now, you're both right. You've sort of paraphrased it. Remember, Kevin Clancy, though, Gave the booking But then after the game Indicates that he didn't see it fully And he has to do that In order for the panel of three Ex-referees To get involved So at that stage It is forwarded to them They all unanimously So all three of them said That's a red card for John Flanagan Rangers decide To appeal that It goes to A three person Judicial panel So not of ex-referees Yeah um, so who, who is that they got? Sorry to interrupt you. Various people, that not ex-referees, not quite, but not, it's <sighs> right. Essentially, okay. um, and essentially, Rangers win that today, and we are where we are, Hugh Keevans. Yeah. We're never going to get agreement on all these things, and understandably so. The other worry is that we're becoming the statement capital of Europe. <laughs> Everybody's got a statement. You know, uh, earlier this season, uh, Rangers said that they thought that Willie Collum had issues. Where Rangers were concerned uh, Then Rangers after the John Flanagan Booking at Ibrook Said that they felt they were being Singled out as a club Because the SFA Tried to turn yellow into red Now we've got Celtic coming out And saying that the decision to overturn The Flanagan ban Is a huge embarrassment for Scottish football The worst one though you Is Stevie Clark With the referee Just a couple of weeks he ago He said he was the worst he'd ever seen Yeah, yeah. He shouldn't be refereeing Kilmarnock games it's, it's This rivalry is becoming more and more intense Rangers when they were in the lower orders Everything was calm for some years But now under Steven Gerrard Rangers are inching closer towards Celtic In terms of the league table And the atmosphere is becoming more febrile And for me All of the statements are just adding tension to the whole affair Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Let's speak to John in Coatbridge first. Hi, John. Hi, guys. How you doing? This is really you, Derek. Right? Without your blue tinted glasses, big man. Hey, see that decision today, Derek? Yeah. That just proves to me that SFA and the SPFL are corrupt to the court. They're, they're terrified. Oh, no. Going to have to stop you, you there, that. John, because I'm going to need you to back up an allegation like that. So just be careful with the language, please. Right, well, sorry, but uh, uh, to me, that decision today is an absolute, is preposterous, by the way. Everybody, Stevie Wonder could have seen what he'd done to him. Oh, I mean, and it's absolutely <laughs> shocking. I wonder what we Incidentally, we just asked you to watch your language. Now you've brought uh, blind people into the argument here. Just calm down, John. Try and just give us your point of view without all of this. And incidentally, you also referred to Derek and his blue tinted specs. He said that, in his opinion, it was a red mm. card. The problem we've perhaps got ourselves in as well, Derek, is, and I understand this, fans of, of every club were now obsessed with saying, oh, well, I'm not surprised because look at this one. Yeah. Daniel Backman, that was the one we all got surprised at as well. Remember, he won yeah. the appeal. Yeah. Um, and there have been various others. And then, of course, Rangers' statement earlier this week was not really as much about John Flanagan, but more about why did Simonovic not get done. Yeah. Yeah. We have all, all of us, 
Fans, clubs, media We've all become obsessed with trying to compare incidents And yeah. look for similarities well, Remember remember the SFA also issued a statement In the wake of another Celtic Rangers game In which they tried uh, to impose a ban on Scott Brown uh, Because he did not act in the best interests of association football That went well uh, And the rest of it hasn't gone terribly well either So as I say, for, for me, my fear... Fans will always be supportive of their own cause. Yeah. There are plenty of Rangers really supporters so, yeah. who would say that John Flanagan did not deserve to get uh, a suspension for the incident with Scott Brown. And there are loads of Celtic supporters who laughed at the idea that Scott Brown was not acting in the best interests of association football. So my main worry out of all of this morass is that it is the SFA. And the disciplinary system Which is now seen to be at fault See well, what I asked you know, you know Several several weeks ago Was transparency on why Or how these mm. decisions come to it well, like I I'm that glad there you will said be that an explanation week, well, from that's, that's, that's all we want to something hear of why, an explanation. Did you, why did you come to mm-hmm. that That's all we want to know John here's the problem With your conspiracy theory So you have taken today's news As absolute proof that the disciplinary procedure is weighted in favour of Rangers. Now, all I ask you to do is rewind two days when the initial decision to retrospectively ban John Flanagan was seen by Rangers fans as absolute proof that the judicial process was against them. So which is it? Right, well, see, to be truthful, right, about shoes to say there, right, about not acting in the best interest. Well, to me, Rangers came out with a statement actually naming a Celtic player is not in the best interest of football. That's nothing to do with Rangers. Or maybe like they're fighting the corner, right? But that's not their, their thing. It's the SFA or the SPFL are the ones that cans out the bands. So, to me, and last week as well, not giving Celtic a guard of honour was not, would you call it, in the best interest of football. But that's, oh, John, you're but not, 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 not going to punish a club for that. No, I'm not punishing them, I'm not meaning that. I'm just saying, if the SFA or the SPFL, this new rule, they should be saying they're hmm. acting in the best interest of football. So, to me... That was a, that was a challenge. That was an accusation put towards... Scott Brown That the SFA How did we get back there So quickly but, by but, the way But anyway It was an accusation That they could not make stick Because it was a vague Accusation Best interest of Scottish uh, Association football That's a pretty Far ranging Topic of conversation That So as I say The Disciplinary system Is what is Up For argument This night uh, Because Nothing seems to make sense anymore As I say We started with a yellow card For John Flanagan Then somebody said No it's a red card Now somebody else has said No it's not a red card mm. Where are we going with all of this? You know what It's four words you We are a laughing stock It's as simple as that That decision today People will be looking at that That's word. five words by the way But I'll take the point I threw in an extra word there <laughs> Plus that you know, It's just an absolute joke What's happening Some of the decisions As I say Transparency That's what we're looking for I want I'm mm. desperate now to, to to find out What they're going mm. to say next week If they do come out And tell us Exactly how they came To this conclusion Here would be my guess A complete and utter guess Because it's about The only thing That you, you could Try and come up with Hugh Maybe they've been Unable to prove Beyond all the doubt In the world Or whatever Whatever the test is that the contact was with the face That that seems to me And I'm not saying you have to agree with that uh-huh. This is not me that's saying he didn't hit him in the face It just seems to me the only area Where maybe Maybe There was enough doubt to To 
but, to but, make but, something but, but happen. But you know what, Gordon? You, you've got the first three who said it was a red card. Obviously, I've looked at that and must have thought, yes, it is. And then the other three that have come and said, no, it's not. The only it's a pantomime now. You know, you're you're always. <laughs> oh no, it isn't. You're you're always obliged if you're going to criticise something. You're always obliged to come up with a better idea. So, I have nothing against the compliance officer. I think it's good that we have someone who reassesses matters if necessary. That's fine. Once it goes to the first group of people and they say, well, actually, I think the referee's made a mistake here. And and again, I know I'm boring you, but that's only once the referee doesn't see it as well. So if the referee does see it in its entirety, then we don't even get to that. But I think if, if a group of people decide a mistake has been made, it's a red card, the player's getting a two game ban... I think then we have to stop it and say, right, the player's getting a two-game ban. But, but does everyone not have the right to appeal? I mean, just because we don't like... Yeah. Sometimes when we don't like the outcome, we take it out on the procedure. Yeah. And I'm not... I couldn't possibly stand here and tell you the procedure's perfect. But would you really wish to take away someone's right to appeal? I mean, that sounds they, they, fundamentally they to, wrong as well. We had to revise the whole judicial system, and Derek will remember this, because back in the day... There were so many frivolous appeals so that players would not miss important games and eventually it brought the whole system into disrepute. And I think the legal system at the moment is back in a state of disrepute. Now, speaking before John Flanagan's hearing today, Gary McAllister said he felt it was only worthy of the yellow card that Kevin Clancy gave in the original instance. He didn't, however, want to be drawn about Jozo Simunovic's clash with Jermaine Defoe. That's despite a club spokesman uh, commenting on it earlier this week. I agreed it was a yellow card. I just, we, just, we just agreed that what the referee saw and gave, we were in support of that. So that, that's, that's how I've seen it. I thought when when you had a yellow card that you couldn't be cited, so we just we just sort of backed the referee's decision on the day. It was a yellow. I don't want to comment on, on what happens at other clubs. The, the fact is, you know, John's our player, and his actions. You know, we just we just thought it was a coming together. You know, and and what the ref gave, we we agree with. William is a Rangers fan in Wisher. What do you make of it, William? Um, see, to cut to the chase, I was a straight red card for Rangers. It's a straight red card for Celtic. Let's not be be a bit of bush. And that's what it is. It was two straight red cards. Mm. Now, what the point is, what's the SFA doing? They're mincing about. They're saying, right, OK, then. Um, Avengers say that. The Celtic say that. Um, we'll, we'll just reduce it to yellows. It's an absolute, the SFA is an absolute nonsense. Absolute nonsense. And... As a Rangers fan, I've just I've seen the the, the elbow on Scott Brown. And by the way, just let me think here, Scott Brown, maybe he's in he's maybe his own worst enemy because he falls like a ton of bricks as soon as somebody touches him. But we all we all see what Scott Brown is capable of doing. And there's another thing, um, Roger Hanna, who is a well respected and um, one of your your panelists. Mm-hmm. There was a thing that was on, he mentioned the other night when Rangers issued that, um, that statement um, about um, the, the Rangers, um, the, the, the statement that Rangers had put. Mm-hmm. And Gordon had said Rangers have put a statement out saying that they want a, what do you call it? It's like another player wanted, like, yeah, but mentioning Simunovic in the statement, that's what you mean, yeah? Yeah, and but 
Roger Hanna says, the other night, he says, Rangers are, what they're doing is saying, they want to see a, a, a player, an opposition player, want to punish for the SFA through a Rangers statement. Mm-hmm. Gordon Hanna never read that statement properly. Rangers never said that. What Rangers statement said was, we accept what's going to harm, and they never said that they wanted um, any Celtic player sanctioned or red cardy or yellow cardies after the game. And this is the thing that harms on this, uh, no, this radio station, but this is things that harm. You've got to turn and say, right, read a statement and say, right, this is what it is. And don't diversify and say, right, okay, then um, Celtic are this or Celtic Rangers are that. Well, can I can I take you back? Can I take you back to Rangers? Just to be fair, William is a Rangers fan. He yeah. actually thinks Flanagan's was a red card. He yeah. thinks Suminovic should have been as well. As I say, the danger is that uh, we've become the statement capital of Europe, and the danger is that the system is bending in the wind, according to the last statement issued. Mm. And I take you back, William, to Rangers' statement in the wake of Willie Collum. Uh, where they said that they felt that he had issues regarding the club. So, you know, and Willie Collum will tomorrow, or I beg your pardon, Sunday, referee his first Rangers game since that statement was issued. And this is the danger now. We're getting people who are bending the wind because of club statements. And this is about, really, all clubs, or, or lots of clubs. How nice would it be if they all... Agreed to well, to stop it essentially because I know fans want to feel like their club is standing up for them, but surely you can have a trust in your club that they can stand up for you in in the right way behind closed doors without this need for constant dramatic language. Like, you, know, you know what, going? It's all right saying that, you know, but there are lots of feelings at clubs as well, and and mm. and, and they're looking after their own fans as well. Clubs, not just themselves, they're looking after their own fans, and that's why you know mm. they'll come out if they feel there's something unjust that's happened. Does it help to their club? Does it help? And, and, and I'm talking, and again, let me reiterate, I'm talking all clubs. Yeah, all clubs. Rightly, yeah, absolutely. Rightly or wrongly, the impression is being given that the SFA are bending according to the last statement. And that is a state of affairs that we cannot have continue. Thank you, William. In Wisha, 0141-951-1025. We're going to speak to Michael and Rob Royston next. And we'll hear from Scott Bain as well. Trophy day at Celtic Park. Celtic fans, what are you looking forward to? Any players you think might get a run out? Is it goodbye to anyone? You tell us. We'll get to Michael next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Get the result you deserve. Talk to Thompsons.com Derek Johnston and Hugh Keevans are here So give us a call or send us a tweet at Clyde SSB uh, Kevin is on He says what baffles me Is why take any retrospective action at all If you can't later prove your case That's the embarrassment of it all Now all clubs should appeal everything Because yeah. what is there to lose That's, that's what, what happened that's what Yeah absolutely uh, yeah. And uh, Joseph McGonigal says There's something wrong with our game No matter what colour your shirt is And I like Haggis Hunter Very simple He's stripping it back He says In school you get told The ref's decision is final So why the appeal? Well as you said uh, As you said earlier on You know All of us Men and women Have the right to appeal A sentence passed on us But I just feel that We're now in danger Of having the appeal Mm. system Ridiculed and believe it or not, it would be really quite good to just talk about the football this weekend as well. So give us a call if that's on your mind. 0141-951-1025. Michael and Rob Royston, what's on your mind tonight? Hi, good evening, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Hi, Michael. Um, I, I, I just think it's a symbolic decision today. Uh, anybody could see that that was a straight red card. I'm, I was shocked that the referee never saw it in the first place. 
Um, and it appears to me, and a lot of Celtic fans, that there is an anti-Celtic agenda coming from the SFA. If you look back at the Morelos v Aberdeen incident, when there was a kick out, uh, Morelos kicked out at an Aberdeen player. Uh, and it looked a straight red card, uh, and I was baffled that somebody can, is allowed to kick out at someone and not be a red card. Well, you are if it uh, doesn't have excessive force, Michael. That's that's just in the rule. So that was the way it was interpreted. Just to go back, well, a, just to go back a second, Michael. You you come on to say the anti-Celtic agenda. What does a game involving Aberdeen and Rangers have to do with Celtic? Well, it's a, well okay, a pro Rangers agenda issue, <laughs> um, and also you get this trumped up charge against Scott Brown. Um, last last week as well, coming through the SFA, uh, and it appears to me that the Rangers came out with uh, to use shock tactic statements uh, to get a reaction from the SFA. I'll give you two examples of that. One was the Hibs Cup final uh, when they said that every Rangers player was assaulted, and then again uh, with the uh, attack on Willie Collins saying that he had an anti-Rangers agenda. I mean, you've so, kind of got you've got this scatter gone out a bit, Michael. But I'm, I'm keen I'm keen to find out a bit more of your. Your, your sort of justification So let's Let's say you're right And I'm not agreeing But let, let's say you're right Say that everyone is out To help Rangers The fact that they've had More retrospective bans Than anyone this season Is that just Is that just part of it Did they do that Just to, to try and hide it And make it a, a subtle Pro Rangers agenda uh, uh, Hold on I mean, Hold on Gordon uh, Rangers uh, This season Disciplinary record Is absolutely shocking Oh absolutely I think um, Stephen Gerrard Says that doesn't he uh, Yeah well That's right And the um, the SFA have let Rangers off with a few bands at the start of the season as well. Um, and uh, I just think that um, when Gary McAllister came out today and said that he thought it was a, they thought it was a coming together, it was a yellow card, I thought that everyone that uh, signs for Rangers must lose all sense of reality. When they, and I put that actually on Twitter because I couldn't believe he was saying that. And there's another important issue you've got to take into consideration as well. When someone has been elbowed in the face the way Scott Brown was, forcibly and aggressively. Um, that has a health and safety issue that the SFA should be protecting players under those circumstances. When, when, when Jozo Seminovic was red carded at Ibrox last season, did you say the same thing? To be honest with you, uh, uh, Hugh, the, um, I thought that was le- much less of an aggressive Force behind it's exactly. Oh, it was. It was exactly to the nth degree. Exactly the same offence that John Flanagan was guilty of on Sunday. Now to go back to your point that for me, there's no agenda against Celtic, which you then change to pro Rangers agenda. The SFA that is the problem. That's seen as being the same thing. Yeah. Which of course it can't be. The SFA the first example to back it up was a game involving Rangers and Aberdeen. Yes. The SFA are getting everything wrong. That's the problem. There's no agenda against a club or an agenda to protect a club. The SFA are getting everything wrong at the moment. And that's why we're afraid that next season anybody can appeal anything. And have half a chance of getting off So you're, Michael you'll just have to put all that stuff aside Because you know In just over a week's time Celtic will be going for their ninth consecutive trophy Nine in a row trophies So if there's a conspiracy against Celtic It's an absolute rank rotten one 0141-951-1025 We'll try again to, to, to do football at some point Trophy day this weekend Hugh Keevans Yeah. 
what, what, what does that mean? It's obviously a, it's, it's a big day for, yeah. for the players and the fans Recognition of a season's hard work yep. um, d- Do Celtic still need to go and put in that performance After last week and with the Scottish Cup final looming? Well they do Yeah of course they do They're in front of 60,000 Celtic supporters You don't want to um, receive the trophy And then take a beating off the team you're facing in the Cup final But there are obvious problems for Neil Lennon uh, With regard to injury We'll get to that in a moment But I think first of all I agreed with everything that Neil Lennon said this week On the subject of Younger Celtic supporters who don't know they're born Uh, I think the reaction to Neil Lennon Has been disrespectful In the extreme And I hope that uh, Neil Lennon Gets a special round of applause tomorrow Or on Sunday rather For one reason and one reason only His remit was to get eight in a row over the line Yes, there were times when Celtic were far from convincing, far from attractive. The remit was to win the league title. Anybody who wins a league title will have a few rotten games along the mm. way. What about personnel then? Is that is that vitally important this weekend about getting the cotton wool out for the guys who yes. need it? Yeah. Would we see anyone, I mean, the, the obvious one, you keep seeing it on Twitter, maybe you'll see Karamoko Dembele for the first, is is that the type of occasion that that, that might happen? Well, there's, there's no doubt that Neil will rest a lot of players because, you know, last week, you know, they were so lackadaisical it wasn't true against Rangers. And I think you'll you'll want freshness, obviously, for a, for a week on Sunday. And it wouldn't surprise me if the likes of Dembele is on the bench. I don't see him starting the game, but there may well be two or three youngsters on the bench, give them a run out in that game. You're right, there'll be two or three, you know, top class players that are playing there that won't play. They'll be saved for the for the following week. And I think there'll be a freshness about the Celtic side. That's why you'll probably get a better response against Hearts, unlike they did against Rangers last week. So Rangers will be exactly the same. So they, they'll they've they've got three or four players away with their national sides because they've got the summer, they're busy in the summer. There'll be some youngsters there as well thrown in. And that's what fans, the fans will like to see that. They'll want to see what kind of youngsters you've got coming through. And I'm sure if you're going to Celtic Park tomorrow and you're, you're talking about Dumbelli might get a game, I think the Celtic fans will love that yeah. if somebody like that comes on. Yeah, I mean, all fans want a positive glimpse of the future. And Karamoko Dumbelli has been spoken about for some time uh, since he was 13 years old. Now he's 16. Uh, and it would be nice. To, to see him get on the park And I'm sure he'll get a wonderful reception Young Ewan Henderson as well The the one area that fascinates me Is that I, I think Odson Edward will be placed in cotton wool Because he, he's feeling a tight hamstring as well Which would leave Celtic with no mm. Well Mikey out, Johnson would go there wouldn't he? Well he's I think Mikey, well. Mikey's already proved He's not an out and out striker So but That's all they've got You know that's what well, they'll do they'll, they'll they'll Young play. Jack Aitchison uh, You know who, who could well get a game but anyway, that's for Neil Lennon to decide. Would all of this have been a bit easier had last week gone better? Is is has the has yeah. it changed at all? I mean, listen, the the, the league the league is done. Everyone knows that, and the yeah. Scottish Cup still to come. So maybe they are completely separate. But is is there an onus on Neil Lennon to to try and put a, a strongish team out tomorrow and, and get them with some sort of momentum I, I going think, into the Scottish I think Cup you have final? To put the Rangers game into perspective. It was a terrible performance and, and the, the the most fervent Celtic supporter will tell you it was a terrible performance. However, Martin O'Neill lost to Rangers, Billy McNeil lost to Rangers, um Neil Lennon the first time around lost to Rangers, Vim Jansen lost to Rangers. It, it, people lose to Rangers. It it, it can happen. Mm. I think tomorrow, point number one, the Celtic supporters should celebrate eight in a row. Point number two, they should applaud Neil Lennon for the job that he did 
following Brendan Rodgers' decision to depart for Leicester City. And point number three, to go back to Neil Lennon's statement of earlier in the week, the Celtic supporters, young and old, should understand that, that they are living in the best of times for them. Guy is a Celtic fan in Bells Hill. What are you expecting or hoping for from Trophy Day, Guy? Hello, lads. Well, I'm a first-time caller, so I'll uh, I'll just throw that into mix. Thanks, Obviously man. not from up here, but married and living up here. Um, I think Sunday's game will be a good game. I do hope and pray that Neil will put out the strongest side he can. Um, yes, I'd love to see young Dembele have a run. I've seen him online on his, his performance, but it's not a one-man band that runs that team. It's, it's the 11 players. The way they performed against Rangers was absolutely shocking. And I think they've been brainwashed into going to the middle of the park and playing it across the middle, then across the back, and they get caught out every time it happened. Last season, uh, earlier on in the season at Ibrox, it's happened again. It's done, it's dusted, we got beat. I think the referees in general up here, right across the board, they need a good checking up. The SFA needs to sit down, give their heads a check and sort this out because there's too much of this tittle-tattle, which some of it is, some of it's not. When we played Rangers last at, at, at um, Paradise, there was all little loose. Morellas sent off. There's red cards, there's yellow cards flying like I don't know what. Brown gets it for 90 minutes. 90 minutes solid, the niggling and niggle, niggle. He never flinched. He gets a bat in the face with an elbow. The referee gives out a yellow card. You've got other officials there around the pitch. That's just one example. When Rangers have played other teams, there's been bad blood. So it's about time that the SFA did away and said, it doesn't matter whether it's an old firm game or a highly charged game, we will get a referee in no matter what let them go into the dressing rooms before the games commence and sit the players and the manager down and say, listen, I'm the gaffer for 90 minutes and don't you forget it. If you want to carry on, carry on. Start back chatting and slabbering any decision I make, I'll give you a yellow card. Any more than that, you can get a red. I'm not bothered. That applies to all the staff, the players, the full machines right across the board. He's the referee. You don't see it in rugby, all this back chat and slabber. Guy. Have you had a look at football recently? The world over. Can you tell me anywhere where the referee has that absolute authority? If he goes into a dressing room and speaks to the players of Celtic and Rangers in that manner, they'll just stare at the wall behind his head. He tries his best to maintain order. Of course he does. So are you saying then that that, that culture, that, that's too far gone? We can never, ever get to a... A level of respect that some other sports have towards might, their officials you, you might come back to it one day But you don't have it now That that did happen in the early days you yeah. Did it really? C- certainly old firm games yeah. You know you'd be sitting in there And what would happen is, is The assistants and the referee would come in They would check their boots That's what they normally do in the dressing room You would check your boots and say Lads remember Nice clean game today I'm the referee A wee bit of respect That's all I'm looking for And then he would walk out the door Does that make any difference really? No <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> not Absolutely not This is not confined to Celtic and Rangers players I mean you, you look at any well, yeah, game Yeah guy said that All yeah. the clubs yeah uh, But to go back to the football um, The one thing And Guy described Celtic's performance at Ibrox Accurately As shocking The one place where Footballers can atone For bad displays Is on the football pitch The next time they play a game So the Celtic players In front of their own crowd On the day when they receive The league title trophy they have the opportunity to atone in front of the fans and that's what they must 
contrived to do And Neil Lennon will pick the best team he can Bearing in mind he's got a cup final And he's got mounting injury problems So yes of course they will try to atone But it depends on what team he's able to put out Anybody who's getting niggled will not play on Sunday no. It's as simple as yeah, that I wouldn't have thought so no uh, Guy chance. thank no you very chance. much First call give us a shout any time That was Guy in Bells Hill Graham is a Rangers fan from Irvine Hi Graham Hi Graham, how you doing? Good, DJ Hi Graham It was just about your last comment, Gordon, before the break About the title party and more around the farewell Sorry, I think it'll be a farewell to the title This time next year Alright, you mean you think, you think Rangers will win the league next season ultimately, yeah? Yes Alright, give us your thinking, what, what makes you so confident? Well, my, I'll put my point to DJ mm-hmm. Yep Derek, you're uh, influential figure in Rangers history Is the board fully committed To make sure Celtic Don't get nine in a row Never mind ten in a row I would say yes Very much committed Yeah so you how, to how, mu- how, much commit- how much commitment Is there going to be Because In my eyes It can't happen Well What will happen I think Morelos will go I mean, I don't know for sure, but if there are bids in there and Rangers accept a bid for him, if it's a decent offer, that will front the players that Rangers will bring in. They certainly need three quality players, for for my liking. You know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not talking about players that are coming in, sitting on benches again. I keep saying that they need players that are going to come in and hit the ground running and play in that team and make them stronger. So I keep saying the manager has seen every team in, in Scotland play, now home and away. He knows exactly how every team plays. He knows the players, how they play. He knows what Celtic are all about. Celtic are not Rangers' problem. The Rangers' problem is every other team that they can't beat. I mean, against the top six, that's what that's what let them down. Against Celtic, they've won twice. Maybe should have won three times. But Celtic's not the problem for Rangers. It's going up and beating the Aberdeens and Kilmarnocks and teams like that. They went to Livingston and lost. You know, so he knows exactly what he needs. And, and I think he's a winner. He's not come up here to finish second, himself or Gary McAllister. So they will make sure they get the right players in in the summer and they'll be ready to go next season. Graham's point on behalf of Rangers supporters is, is accurate, of course. Graham does not want to see nine in a row because the idea of getting into a season where... Celtic could win 10 in a row Is too much for him to bear And he's asking for commitment on Rangers' behalf And of course that commitment will be there However, at the same time Dermot Desmond and Peter Lawwell Know how much 10 in a row means To their supporter base So they won't be falling asleep While Rangers are scurrying around Trying to get players They're obliged to do this Because if they fail their supporters Then heads will roll And if Rangers fail to satisfy their supporters, heads will roll there. Thanks to Graham and Irvin. We're going to hear from Scott Bain. He's having a urging football bosses in this country to do a bit more to help players combat hectic schedules. We will play that clip and get your thoughts on it after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Keevens is here. Derek Johnson is alongside him. All we're waiting for is for you to give us a call 01419511025 If you fancy it Twitter is at ClydeSSB Let's get straight back in To hearing from some of the players Who've been on press duty today Celtic goalkeeper Scott Bain uh, He's calling on football bosses to do more To help the players juggling club and international football Now Scotland have a double header In three weeks 
The Champions League and Europa League qualifiers Then get underway at the end of June And Bain thinks that things are going to need to change To help players get a break They changed the split so that every game is on a Saturday now So I, I think they could have potentially done a Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday To the end of the season And then had the cup final And it would have gave the Scottish boys an extra an extra week maybe 10 days to to get away and have a break um, and then feel refreshed for meeting up with Scotland again um, especially for our boys um, like you say we're in early and obviously the other teams that are in Europe it's I don't think enough is, is being thought of for, for breaks for the players and how detrimental that is and how hard it is for the players to to really not get away from from the, the football for, for a, a wee break more has to probably be done to think about Right, what can we do to, to give the players a little more time in the summer so that each team stands a, a better chance to get through these European qualifiers as well because these are tough games and a lot of times you're playing against teams that have either started their league or have had a good break before they've, and they've had a pre-season in whereas um, obviously we start quite quickly. I have sympathy with uh, Scott Bean and what he's saying. His problem and therefore Celtic's problem is success. If you're successful, it means that you must start next season with Champions League pre-qualifiers and there are four rounds to go through now because UEFA keep thinking up new ways to make sure that clubs from little countries don't get in. So success is the problem. International football, I'm quite sure that Scott Bain was delighted to be in the international squad this season because he's done so well with Celtic. There's another complication. The only thing I would raise in defence of the players and to criticise the SPFL and the SFA have got it for the first 45 minutes of the programme so the SPFL can take the stand now we had the month of December in which an unwieldy amount of games were put in front of the players all crammed into December you would have thought there might have been some process whereby you didn't have that many games in one month however when you're Celtic and Scott Bain Success is the problem because you're in the international squad, you're in the European pre-qualifiers, and then you've got the league. Having said that, Derek, I mean the SPFL is that is made up of, of the clubs who presumably yeah. voted for the introduction of a winter break, and, and that's why, yeah. with so yeah. many other dates taken up by UEFA, that that's that's why it had to be that way. So, um, will we get? Can you? Is there a situation that pleases everyone? No, there, there isn't because you, you can go back as far as when Rangers were in Manchester playing Zenit in the, the UEFA Cup final. You know, they had to play something like four games in nine days. And you were talking about a team playing in a European final that went, no, sorry, that's the games. They're down there and you're going to have to play them. It's the same, it's the same situation now. They're, they're never, ever going to change it. If, you, if, if, if you're going to be successful in this country, as Celtic are, they're going to play more games than anybody else. Just, and you've just got to accept it. Players themselves would rather play than train. That's always... In any, it's any, a break any they're looking for, though, isn't it? It's a break Scott Bain's looking for, which is tough, Hugh, because I know it's easy to, to beat up our side of it. Ah, the SFA don't know what they're doing or the SPFL, but... UEFA have got a lot of these dates locked in So that there's yeah, not as much yeah. wriggle room as you might think Take Andy Robertson for instance So he's not playing up here He's going to play the Champions League final on the 1st of June yeah. And then presumably will captain Scotland a week later yeah. Granted He won't have to go through the qualifying campaign uh, For the Champions League next season yeah. But it, it, it's it's modern football yeah. Rather than Scottish football yeah. You know When you hear managers say And I think Neil Lennon said it days ago Players are not machines They're human beings 
I fully understand that But they have to be borderline machines now Because they have to keep going 11 months out of 12 by and large 01419511025 David's a Celtic fan in Wisha What's on your mind tonight David? Hello guys, thanks for taking my call no problem, I've got David. two quick points and I'll be quite right mm-hmm. uh, First of all to Derek Johnson right? Derek I admire you, I take my hat off to you For all the years that you've sat And listened to Rangers come From the bottom right up to the top I admire you for that Now, the second point is Regarding the, what you even said there 110% Celtic will get the league next year The board will not allow Rangers to win Because Celtic are stronger in money And they will go out and they will buy And they will buy Rangers are moving in the right direction But they will definitely not win the league next year Well, 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 This is the 17th of May (laughs) I I can't categorically promise you that Celtic will win the league Doesn't usually stop you trying No, no, but the, the point I was making was that the caller was a Rangers fan Saying that he wants 100% commitment From the Rangers board To make sure that Nine in a row does not happen And of course He speaks for 100% Of the Rangers support When he says that My point is At the same time Obviously Dermot Desmond The principal shareholder And Peter Lawwell The chief executive They are 100% committed To making sure that Celtic Do get Nine in a row Does that mean Derek That we're all set up For one of the most Important summers In terms of recruitment That we've had in a while Yes Generally I, I, would, I, I would go along with that I would go along with that You know As far as uh, You know Rangers are concerned They will bring better players in it And th- They don't fear Celtic anymore Maybe before Some of the players did But with the way The Rangers have played Against Celtic this season That is not their problem I said that earlier their problem is playing against the Aberdeens and the Hibs and the Kilmarnocks. That's where they're dropping the points. Silly points. And the quicker Rangers can get some consistency into their game, and I think bringing better players in will help them. Yes, I agree. Celtic are not going to sit back. They're going to be bringing in players as well. There'll be a few shifted out and there'll be a few shifted in. But I think it'll be a lot closer next year. We yeah. can't say who's yeah. going to win it. But I think it'll mm. be a better league next year. David? One, one more quick point. To Absolutely. Q. Yes. Right. See the see the SFA. They're mm-hmm. non-existent. Now I spoke to you two or three weeks ago regarding the Scotland manager job. Uh-huh. They have never come out and said anything at all. Do we have a board? Do we have an SFA board for Scotland? The board there. Well, Do my have my interpretation of events is that they are waiting. My interpretation: they're waiting for the league to end on Sunday. At which point. I think they will then approach Steve Clark because his commitment to Kilmarnock is at an end and he can then be approached. So, yes, they are there. They're trying to be diplomatic about this. I think we'll get to that in the second hour of tonight's show because we're going to hear from Stevie Clark's right-hand man. We're going to hear from Derek McInnes as well, right in the frame for the job until, well, until today, until a couple of days ago. Uh, so we'll hear from him. What about, just come back to David's point about the club side of it, Hugh... And recruitment Because you would You completely understand Both And this is this is what we do We all do it I'm guilty of it we, you, you you forecast You make an opinion Based on what you've got At the moment yep. As to what might happen In the future If we're being completely honest About this summer though Celtic are Going to end the season As champions Rangers yep. Are much improved There could be an incredible Swing either way Celtic might recruit Brilliantly And Rangers recruit Terribly 
Or vice versa yeah. We've seen time and time again In the past Even if you throw money at it It doesn't mm-hmm. guarantee you good players But it, but it also can as well So I'm sort of just looking forward to sitting back And, and seeing how it the, all unfolds The problem that Celtic have Is that they are top heavy With players who are Of no use to them Who will never be First team players Is this your way of telling me You think Marvin Compare Will get a run out against Hearts tomorrow? No Alright okay Top heavy with players Who are no use to them And Best of luck to them in trying to get rid of the Deadwood Because Why does anybody want Deadwood? So it'll be a long hard summer in that regard Those who form the nucleus Of the Celtic side Who have won 8 trophies in a row And are going for 9 trophies in a row On the 25th of May The nucleus is currently running on empty They have given their all for nearly 3 years And it has taken its physical toll on the very best players at the club They need football's equivalent Of a blood transfusion They need serious players I'm not talking about kids Who are with clubs either in England Or on the continent Who are brought in on loan Celtic need three or four serious players On serious money With serious transfer fees but to, what, what, difference, what difference does it make though If, if they're young kids on loan Who are Good players And make the team better What, what does it matter No 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 But, but you go back over well, look the, at what Rangers One of Rangers Biggest I, successes this season Has been Ryan Kent You yeah. wouldn't turn around And say Oh well you know Kiss goodbye to loans it can No work no for I, I didn't say Kiss goodbye to loans But there have been The Charlie Masondas Of this world Daniel Arzani Timothy Weir Was okay But Can't revise history He wouldn't come back For the cup final So he's off but Celtic, if they want nine in a row, to go back to the point that people have been arguing over, if Celtic want nine in a row, this very, very good nucleus that they have, who have been running to the ground, they need the blood transfusion. Serious players, serious fees. Beat the pundit. With goals in the Scottish sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. What a way to round off the week By coming on here Showing off your footballing knowledge Winning the sign ball And most importantly in this city The bragging rights It's all about the bragging rights That could be you Getting one over on DJ or Hugh If you step up to the plate For Beat the Pundit It's 0141 951 1025 Right now And you have to be quick Because you only have until the news at 7 Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. Derek Johnson and Hugh Keevans are here. We kicked off by looking at the John Flanagan decision. It's certainly got everyone arguing, hasn't it? We heard from Scott Bain as well, talking about the scheduling uh, in Scottish football. Don't forget, later on this hour, we're giving you that chance again to win that fantastic men's 10k prize just by guessing... Who scored the goal in our speeded up commentary? You look forward to hearing this one, you too. So we'll do that a bit later on and we'll look at Stevie Clark's situation after we do this. Beat the pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. Beat the pundit time. You up against Hugh Evans or Derek Johnson. Let's find out who's playing tonight. It will be Callum, who is a Motherwell fan from Bells Hill. How are you tonight, Callum? Alright guys, how's it going? Not too bad, are you going along to give your team the final farewell for the season tomorrow? Yeah, I'll be there Not a great deal to play for of course, but just what, some some departures perhaps Saying goodbye to some of the guys that have served you in the last couple of seasons uh, Well I've read the day, I think there's 
three already for the big one. Yeah, Tom Aldred, Carol McHugh, Alex Gorin, Hugh. Mm-hmm. Um, whether they're suitors for David Turnbull, Jake Hasty's already gone. So yeah. clubs like Mother are used to that, aren't they? A yeah. summer rebuild. And to be fair, in recent years they have recruited very well. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's crack on with beat the pundit anyway, Callum. You're up against Hugh if it lands on heads, and you're up against Derek if it lands on tails. It is heads. Hugh Keevans against Callum from Bells Hill. So I will just give. The old fella some clay too to listen to And that way you can't hear us Callum You've got 30 seconds Head to head with Hugh You can pass Here's your chance to beat the pundit You ready? Yep Which English club did Craig Gordon play for? Middlesbrough What shirt number does Scott Arfield wear? 24 What is the current aggregate score Between Dundee United and Inverness? 1-0 to Dundee United During which decade Did Meadowbank Thistle change their name to Livingston? 1980 uh, Who was the first Scottish team Johnny Hayes played for? Aberdeen What year did Derek McInnes become Aberdeen's manager? 2012 Okay, some of them are quite tough, weren't they? Let's bring Hugh Keevans back uh, Hugh, are you with us? I am right, Tough ones tonight, I'd say Oh dear Yeah, yeah Same set of questions, are you ready? On we go Which English club did Craig Gordon play for? Sunderland What shirt number does Scott Arfield wear? 10 what is the current aggregate score between Dundee United and Inverness? It is 1-0 During which decade did Meadowbank Thistle change their name to Livingston? 80s Who was the first Scottish team Johnny Hayes played for? Dundee United What year did Derek McInnes become Aberdeen manager? 2011 Who plays their home games at Broadwood? Clyde And where did Billy Stark end his playing career? Quickly Arbroath Okay, uh, Callum, he got through a couple more questions than you <laughs> Do you think that could be costly, Callum? Uh, I think he's done me there Do you think so? Let's find out First question was which English club has Craig Gordon played for? It was Sunderland He's played very well for them as well, yeah. didn't he? Until the injuries uh, So 1-0 Hugh Keevans, Derek Johnson, Scott Arfield When he scores, do you see the back of his shirt? What number is he wearing? 8, I have no idea 37 Oh, yeah, sneaky one, my so age. Yeah, yeah, very good. Uh, one nil to <laughs> Hugh Keevans. Callum, <laughs> you knew your stuff about the current state of play between Dundee United and Inverness. It was one nil, so you both got that right. It's two one to Hugh Keevans. Which decade did Meadowbank Thistle change their name to Livingston? You both went for the eighties. It's the nineties, mid nineties. Who was the first Scottish team Johnny Hayes played for? It was Inverness. Oh. Not remember. Uh, what year did Derek McInnes become Aberdeen's manager? I felt for you, Callum. You were very close, but it was 2013. And I think you know what's coming because Hugh's already in front. And then it's who plays their home games at Broadwood. You're just along the road in Bells Hill, Callum. You would have nailed that one, wouldn't you? Uh, I knew that one. Oops. I played there. Typical. Typical. Hugh got it. It was Clyde. Uh, and for your information, Hugh, Billy Stark did not end his career at a Roth, funnily enough. No. It was Kilmarnock. So it's a three for Hugh Keevans Sorry Starkey And a one for Callum Hardlines Callum Enjoy your afternoon at the game tomorrow anyway Thanks very much guys Cheers Good man That was Callum in Bells Hill We actually got a Fist pump A punch to Aaron Delight The old fella did Did you see that there? (laughs) I did It was almost like a slow motion one Yeah Yeah, Clearly delighted with that Codgers punch Yeah I think that's fair I'm glad you said it And not me Uh, Right 0141 9511025 We'll get to your chance To win the men's 10k prize A bit later on Let's hear from Kilmarnock assistant Alex Dyer Because if someone knows Stevie Clark Then it's, it's going to be him He says it would be a great honour for Steve Clark If he was approached for the Scotland job And believes the Killy boss would find it hard 
to turn down However he says Despite all the speculation We do believe that it's getting closer The club are solely focused On facing Rangers on Sunday The club's fine His mindset is to Prepare for Rangers You know And like I say What will be will be Is it easy just to Put all the speculation to one side Is that, is that the important thing Ahead of the Rangers game is, is, is not to focus on anything else Just No we do that All the time It's you know, it's not the first time to be speculation. He's had it all season, you know, for the job that he's done here. He's just ready. He's looking forward to, to the weekend. You know, so it's a good game. It's a good game to finish the season. Do you think Steve Clark, at a stage of his career where if a job like the national team job came calling, it'd be too good to turn down? If the country comes for him, then it'd be a it'd be a great honour. Do you know what I mean? And I, and I know he knows that. You know, he's done a great job here. He's always left it open that he'll decide at the end of the season. You know, that's no secret. At the end of the day, you know, it's a hard one to turn down. We know that. You know, it's the, it's the pinnacle of anyone's career. So we'll just leave it up to, to the gaffer, you know, what will be, will be. He appears to be the perfect fit. Point number one, he's hit the glass ceiling at Kamarnock. You know, he's done a fantastic job, but he can't go any higher. Because Celtic and Rangers will make sure he can't go any higher Point number two He wants to live in England I think And see more of his family He can do that while being the Scotland manager There are aspects of life in Scotland That do not appeal to Steve Clark, So he can live in England And be the Scotland manager And having won Manager of the year in this country Back to back Then why wouldn't the SFA want that man to go from club management to international management? So on all levels, Steve Clark ticks the boxes, fits the bill. What do you think, Derek? Which order did they do it in yesterday? Did they say, Stevie Clark, here's your, your touchline ban, but would you like to be the Scotland manager? <laughs> While or, you're here, or, or, or was it, Stevie, would you like to be the Scotland manager? Oh, and by the way, we've given you a touchline ban. Uh, just the one I would imagine right, okay. Yes yes, That's what they're concentrating on But Hugh's right I think you wait until after The, the last games of the season Giving respect to Kilmanic That's what he'll be doing But just listening to, to Alex here I, I think Stevie's already made up his mind The one thing that he does He's been absolutely terrific In the last two seasons And I'm not being disrespect, disrespectful To the, the Kilmanic players They've got one or two good players In the side But he's got a team That he's gelled them all together As a unit and he's, the good best at that. Them. he's good at that And he gets 100% of every one of these players They play a certain way And they do very mm. well That's where, that's why they're where they are Because he can do that With Scotland it would be the same You know, we'll get one or two decent players on that side But we need somebody to come in and gel them into a unit Not individuals, but as a unit uh, Paul is a Celtic fan in Drumchapel Wants to talk about Stevie Clark Well, hi Paul How you doing, alright? Yeah, good, thanks Alright, thank you Hi, hi Paul. Paul How you doing, alright? I just think that See if Neil Lennon Doesn't get the Celtic job I think maybe Stevie Clark Got a good shout To be honest with you So, you, so you're hoping He doesn't take the Scot Even though it looks likely You're hoping that Scotland and Stevie Clark oh, Doesn't happen Neil Lennon gets the job I hope Neil Lennon Gets All the right, job okay. Because I think Personally I think Neil Lennon Is, is I, I just think Celtic have, I don't know What's up with Celtic Because Neil Lennon's done, mm. He's been a cracking Servant to Celtic And I just think Neil Lennon Should get it But I think Stevie Clark should maybe be there if Neil Lennon doesn't get it. I mean, Hugh, that might be taken out of of Paul's mind within the couple of days that we expect Stevie Clark to be to become the Scotland manager. Will that will that disappoint fans of of, of clubs who who hoped that they could tempt him? 
Yeah, definitely because uh, Paul is on and he's giving his full support to Neil Lennon as Celtic manager. But as Neil has mentioned earlier in the week, there are some who uh, pick holes in that argument that he should get the job. I think Neil Lennon um, understands that Celtic must wait until the end of the season and then make their decision. If I underline, if I have no prior knowledge, no insider knowledge, if Neil Lennon is not the first choice of Dermot Desmond and Peter Lawwell, then they are alerted to the fact that the SFA are moving closer to Steve Clark. 11th hour intervention in football is commonplace. So if they wanted Steve Clark, they've got time to make their move. But the Celtic job will be a matter of conjecture until the cup final is over. Uh, Paul, do you think Stevie Clark and Scotland is a good fit? No, he's a bit young for a Scotland job. Well, he's 56. He's he's about, <laughs> 56. Oh, he's only yeah. a young man. He's only a young man. He's only a year older than me, mate. Well, <laughs> he's 55, I think, is he it, not? It, well, in football terms, he, he's probably the right age for international yeah. management. We, with um, Derek McInnes today saying he would like to be Scotland manager at some point in his career, but he feels he would miss out on the day-to-day involvement at club level. I don't know how old Derek is. I would guess he's maybe 10 years younger than Steve Clark. Oh, I don't know. Derek must be 50, surely. Is he? No. Well... Might be unkind Steve, to him Stevie, there. Stevie must have had a hard paper run uh, <laughs> But You know the, He's 47 He's 47 right um, so, Yeah we'll be getting a bit hung up on, on numbers perhaps Well you know I mean I, I get the point you, you're, you're experiencing a very different guy If you hire one who's 35 compared to 65 I mean I get that But yeah. at the same I time just think You just get the best man for the job say, For me he just ticks all the boxes Stevie Clark Manager of the year in Scotland Two years in a row uh, taking Kilmarnock as far as he can take them yeah. And he has told all of us On more than one occasion How much he misses his grandchildren I can sympathise Derek can sympathise yeah. with that uh, He could live whoa, whoa, in whoa, England whoa, whoa. Don't Does this mean that you're likely to move To Brighton's version of Clyde One Super Scoreboard To be nearer? No, no, I've got, four, a, up, I've got four up here as right, well you, okay. know, so you had, you had it, us all worried it's a, it's a 4-2 victory for the, the ones who live here <laughs> uh, But you know, he can do that. He can live down south and be the Scotland manager. He, st- he stands on like a sore thumb for the Scotland job. But I don't think there's anybody else so is it a, is it good a enough. Professional me, and a personal yeah, fit, if the he way Hugh it, says. If he wants it, it's his. It's as simple as that, if he wants it. Because I think he will yeah. be asked. Yeah, well, Derek McInnes essentially ruled himself out. I mean, he says he's not ready to give up day-to-day enjoyment of being a manager. But he does still have aspirations of taking charge one day. What I've said to the chairman is I see myself as a club manager for this moment in time and that's no changed. I think publicly when you get asked these sort of things, you always find it can come across a bit arrogant. You've not, I've not been asked to be Scotland manager, you know, so it's difficult for me to say that. I would like to be Scotland manager at some point. Um, I think anybody coaching and managing would have aspirations to manage their country, wherever, um, wherever that may be. And for me, I see myself, what to do at Aberdeen, I'm a club manager and I'm not ready to give that up in my mind. So th- those are the conversations I've had with the chairman Regarding that, and for me, if I can uh, concentrate on what I'm trying to do here at Aberdeen, we've got a big rebuilding job to get the players in in time for pre-season. Hopefully, to come back to European football, I would miss the day-to-day running of uh, being a 
a full-time club manager. It's not to say it's not for the future, as I said, um, and I think it's down to each and every individual if whether they want to give that up. You know, you listen to a lot of international managers who have done it in the past, and that's probably the biggest thing that rankles with them, uh, and I can appreciate that and understand that. So for me, we're here to talk about Hibs, but if you're asking me, it's, it's my job here at Aberdeen uh, is where I see myself. It's, it's, a good, it's a good answer here. It's, a, it's yeah. a very good answer. He wants it in the future, but now, no thank you. I sat beside uh, Derek and Stuart Mill, his chairman, at Billy McNeil's funeral. And it's quite clear the two men have an outstanding relationship. Uh, I think that Derek is perfect for Aberdeen and Stuart Mill recognises that fact. Uh, and at 47, he is too young to move into international management. And he knows there's a big time around the corner for Aberdeen because of the new stadium project about to get underway. And they value him so highly. And let's be honest, everyone likes to be highly valued at their place of work. And he's well looked after just by Kilmarnock. Not like you in here, really. Yeah, I, I walk into a round of applause every day, uh, which <laughs> makes me feel at home. But he's, he's well valued at Petaudry. Yeah. And for me... He's the right fit for Aberdeen. Steve Clark's the right fit for Scotland. That's just because we're all impressed that you found your way down. But anyway, <laughs> uh, Martin is in Bowness. What do you think of Stevie Clark, Martin? I, I think of Stevie Clark. He's a great manager. I've utmost respect for the job he's done at Kilmarnock with such a small budget. I think he's a fantastic manager. But for Scotland, I'm not sure. Because he said quite a few times that his focus, well, he's not his focus, but his desire is to go back to England. My worry is he's going to do another Alex McLeish. As soon as a job offer comes down south, he's going to go. What Scotland needs is someone long-term, and my feeling is that um, he'll only be a short-term because as soon as an offer comes in, he's going to be off. I do think he's a great manager, but I do think we need something more long-term. But, but unfortunately, that's the way football goes now. You know, if, if he is successful with Scotland, he does real well. Then clubs are going to come in for him. There's nothing you do. It's the same as a, you know, if, if he managed any domestic side. If he's good, somebody will come in for him. There's, if he signs a three-year contract, fine. If after a year somebody comes in for him and it's a big club, then you know the the SFA will get plenty of compensation for him, and he'll go. You cannot say. I'm going to stay here for three years Nowadays managers can't say that Martin it's an understandable concern But is that not better than hiring a guy Who isn't actually that good But you know he'll stay around Because <laughs> no one else wants him No I get that I get that I just think that he, I, if, I, if I'm being honest It's like I, I hope I'm wrong But my feeling is His focus is so much on England That he might I know it sounds bad But maybe not put his heart and soul Into the job Because his mind's elsewhere Maybe I'm wrong but no. I hope I'm wrong but Steve, Martin, Steve Clark is not like that If he puts his heart and soul to the job he's at mm. And he's he's done that command And he's done it very very successfully He's a man that wants a reputation in football A good yeah. reputation He's got one with what he's done down in England He's now done it up in Scotland He's taken a club that were bottom of the league you know, and, and he made them in a, a top six club A top three, top four club And he's done the same again the following season For me He's probably the one that sticks out for the Scotland job And I would certainly give it to him If he wants it, you're right If he wants it, it's his In a sense Steve Clark showed his honesty and humility When he took the Kilmarnock job Because this is someone who had worked with Mourinho at Chelsea Who had worked with Kenny Dalglish At Liverpool And who had been on his own The man who took West Brom to their highest ever Premier League position This was top class material and he took the Kilmarnock job and he didn't bother about the size of the wage because in all honesty if he'd been bothered about the wage alone he wouldn't have touched it 
But he came and he did a, an honest job And he has been a remarkable success And I think that Derek's right If he takes on the Scotland job He wants to be remembered as the guy Who turned Scotland round after 20 years of misery Thank you to Martin in Bowness. We've got Alan and the Gorbals coming up So don't worry Alan But you're just going to have to hang on a bit longer Because the men's 10k in Glasgow is coming up this Father's Day, Sunday the 16th of June. It's a brilliant route, by the way. I don't know if you've you've ever seen it before. It starts at the Riverside Museum near Partick, up your neck of the woods here. Oh, um, been in there loads of times with the grandchildren. <laughs> it finishes at George Square, so it goes through the city centre. But thanks to the men's 10K in Glasgow, we're giving you the ideal package to take it all in. We're giving you entry to the race. We're giving you a jacket, a beanie, a goodie bag full of official goodies as well. And all you have to do is guess who is scoring this goal. There's a catch though It's a running competition So we've speeded it up Who's scoring this goal? Let's try that one again One more time Listen to this Can you tell who's scoring this goal? Now if you know who scored the goal Call us right now 0141 951 1025 You have until the end of the break Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation They know the score Talk to Thompson's.com We're going to speak to Alan and the Gorbals We're going to get these to a cracking full time teaser Up and running as well But before we do that It's time to give away some free stuff Always good Hugh Keevans I'm sure you'll agree Uh, Thanks to the Men's 10k Glasgow We're giving you entry to the race This Father's Day Sunday the 16th of June A goodie bag as well A jacket A beanie You'll look the part And you can take part in the race All you have to do though Is guess who is scoring this goal the only thing is, because it's a running competition, we have speeded the goal up. Okay, let's get to the lines. First man through was Stuart Carlin. He's from East Kilbride. Who do you think scored the goal, Stuart? Scott McDonald. I was Scott McDonald. Straight in with the right answer. Quite an easy one. Even Hugh Keevens got it. No, yes. no offence. Um, but you've got it, Stuart. Well done. So we'll give you that cracking prize thanks to the men's 10K. You've got entry to the race, a jacket, a beanie, a goodie bag, and all the rest of it. Now's the next question. Are you going to run in it or are you passing that on to someone as a, a gift? I'm already running in it, um, but I'm going to pass it oh, on to my brother. Absolutely. He can, well he can join you. I'm running it for Glasgow Children's Hospital Charity Oh well done Sure that's brilliant yeah. Is there a bit of Competitive spirit then Is there going to be A bit of a race Between you and your brother <laughs> Oh no be a race He'll win <laughs> <laughs> Well at least he's honest Thanks very much Stuart Stay on the line And we'll get your details If you want sign up details Head to Clyde1.com If I go it right Do I get a beanie? Yeah, can I, I can enter you, you in the race If you want what's, he, what's that hat that you've got? He's got the bonnet He's, he's more yeah. of a bonnet no, Than no, a beanie bonnet, man. That one What do you call it? The, the fancy bonnet yeah, he's Peaky Blinders Peaky Bonnet. Peaky Blinders yeah. Bonnet, that's what it is. Oh, he looks the part in that. He's got a couple right. of them, does he not? He's got a couple, yeah. But I, need a, I need a beanie for the summer. Not in this weather. I was, no, you got to have a beanie. That's like a, a woolen. It's like a, a small a small yeah. tammy, you if you like. You don't know what a beanie is? No. Oh. You think they came in wee cans or something? I thought it was It's almost Bonner like Bruce. a tea cosy. No, I'll like stick to something else then <laughs> Okay, I'll get a picture of Hugh Keevans wearing a beanie and we'll get that on Super Scroll on Twitter. The one that the flower pot men wore. 
That, 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 oh, no. You've lost me, right If anyone wants to help you with his headgear uh, Feel free to get in touch Alan is coming up in a second Let me quickly just get the question up and running though The address you need to send questions like this in Is fulltime at Clyde1.com That's the beauty of the fulltime teaser It's you provide the questions And then you sit back and watch Derek and Hugh Try and come up with the answers Here we go tonight then Morelos and Cosgrove The only players with more than 15 top flight goals this season can you name the last 11 players to achieve this feat? So essentially, can you name, before this season, can you name the last 11 players to get more than 15 top flight goals in Scotland in a league season? Lee Griffiths. Yes. Scott McDonald. No. No? Oh, I thought Scott would have been there. I'm a pen running out. Deb Belly. Mr. Deb Belly. Would you believe? No. Oh. No. He didn't do it, no. Not in the league alone. Um. Rooney Yes He has done it twice Derek Johnson mm. Griffiths and Rooney Bryce Who? What was your boy's name? <laughs> Boyce Boyce Liam yes, Boyce Yes I Liam thought that Boyce. was one of the trickier ones You've got Liam Boyce I'll take one more guess mm. No We'll get back to you Alright we'll move on You can play along with us At Clyde SSB on Twitter Morelos and Cosgrove The only players with more than 15 top flight league goals this season Can you name the last 11 players to do it? Alan's in the Gorbals What's your point tonight, Alan? Right, first of all, a uh, couple of points We know that Rangers have no uh, success over the last few years mm-hmm. And they've now brought in Stephen Gerrard My understanding was in the first season that he was brought in Was to get as close as Celtic as possible uh, As in the league And to beat them at least in one game. They will beat them in two games, and as far as I'm concerned, we should have won that to three games. So I think Stephen Gerrard's actually came a long way. I think we had a couple of wee tweaks, like get rid of the dead wood, a couple of the players, they brought in another couple of good players, like Kamara, etc. I think next year, obviously, Stephen Gerrard will gelled a lot better with the team. Watched the last, obviously, the last old firm game I was at it. I watched it again last night just to go through everything. And... The, I like the way the Rangers played. They won touch ball. They played Celtic off the park. They never gave them the opportunity. Every time Celtic had the ball, Rangers attack, attack, attack. I like that way of play. Just wanted to see what mm. you think about that. Yeah, yeah, I cannot dispute anything you say. There is a scenario this weekend whereby Celtic could lose and Rangers could win, and the, the league would finish with just a three point gap between the, the two teams. Do you put more emphasis on that, that the, the points gap come the very end of the season, or do you actually no. look at when the league was won? Well, te- you know, because sometimes the results after that yeah. can, can you, vary. You can play yeah. youngsters, you can do anything, rest people, yeah. yeah. Well, at the point at which the league mm. was won, what was the gap? Nine. Nine, right. I just feel that, and I'll repeat the phrase again. Steven Gerrard is one transfer window away from having a very good team who could seriously challenge Celtic. It is Celtic's obligation because they can't be looking at this and thinking, well, we're okay though. It is Celtic's obligation to get in serious players for serious transfer fees because the core of the team have performed consistently well and have created history along the way. But they are exhausted And they really need help So for all that the Rangers fans are confident And they're entitled to be so The Celtic supporters have to trust In the people who run the club To make the right managerial appointment And devote money to the cause of signing 
players to add to this very good but tired core. See, what, what I get from a lot of Rangers fans is, yes, they're delighted the, the way the team are going, the progression of the team's good, but they need to get rid of the deadwood. You know, there will be, certainly there will be, the lone ones will go back. And, and they were saying, but, but the, the deadwood, you know, there's too much of it there. They'll need to bring in four or five. I keep saying to people, if you've got a two-year contract, the manager says, do you want to leave? No, I'm quite happy because no clubs will give them the money yeah. they're getting there. You know, they have to be getting more money and be happy wherever they're going. If, they, if the manager says, well, you're going, no, I'm not, I'm staying here. I've got a two-year contract. And that's what a lot of people do. And, and they've done it in the past and they'll do it in the future. So it's not, it's not simple, hard. You know, you've, you've got to try and talk to players and if clubs want them fine let them go but it's not as easy to say right you're going and you're going and you're going that doesn't happen Alan you're talking about you know you think that's what, what Rangers were expected to do this season in terms of the Cups do you think there was an expectation to do a bit better in the Cups? Well maybe win, maybe to win one Cup yeah um, I mean even a final though you know because maybe I don't know if that yeah, would have, would have well, been enough but I just wonder if that you're going back to what people hoped for at the start I'm wondering if the Cups were a bit of a disappointment I, d- definitely. I mean, I thought we may have got one. Or even, I mean, I definitely thought that, uh, this year we would have maybe won the cup finals. Yeah. Now, I mean, obviously, like, like you say, if we get rid of some of the dead wood, I mean, I would get rid of, let's say, uh, Kill Lafferty, etc. Um, and, and try and replace these, these guys. Obviously, we've brought in uh, Kamara, who's been under uh, unbelievable 50,000. I don't know why he's not been spotted before. Um, but I, mean, I think he'll be a really good signing. Mm. Well, he is a good signing for Rangers next year. And I think if we do play that sort of way we played uh, the old firm game, I think we'll do well. Yeah, I think I, th- I think the one cup, the one the semi final at Hamden when Lewis Ferguson scored with a header, mm. you know, late on in the game, Rangers had enough chances at that day. I mean, Aberdeen just sat back and on the break they relied on that, and they're quite entitled to do that. It worked in the end; it got them to the final. But that was a great chance for Rangers to get the final. That it just didn't mm. happen for them on that day. Okay, thank you, Alan the Gorbals. It's 01419511025 to join us on Twitter. Uh, Glasgow Jezza, he at least understands your language better than I do. He says, yeah. Tell you he's talking about a bucket hat. Yes, so that's, a beanie. that's not a beanie. Uh, a let's, bucket hat. Bucket. Somebody send me a bucket hat. What about the old uh, handkerchief for the, the knots in the corner? Uh, Could you go for one in the summer? No, that's when he's on holiday. Yes, that, 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 that's, for, that's for Scarborough. <laughs> Brilliant Right um, Any more on the teaser We're looking for Before this season The last 11 players To surpass 15 top flight goals In Scotland So in the league Stevie May I was sure That was one That you wouldn't get Right that's And you have one. That's a good one Yeah um, Greg Stewart I need to find my bit of paper uh, But Stevie May's on it Greg Stewart's not Um Michael Higdon No Boydie Twice Twice aye. Chris Commons Yes Oh you're doing very well You've got one, two, three, four, five Miller Six of them No we'll leave it there You've right. got six of the eleven So I'm confident that Even you two might do this Without <laughs> uh, without clues this evening I'm keen to hear from you St Mirren And Hamilton fans I don't know if you're too nervous To pick up the phone And you're not going to be able To sleep tonight Ahead of Survival Saturday But we're going to talk about it So it would be good If you would join us 0141 951 1025 Let's speak to Sharon Who's a Rangers fan In Cumbernauld Hi Sharon Hi What's Hi, your Sharon. point tonight? Hi Well it was just With regards to Morelos Being sent off In the old firm With incident um, At Parkhead um, With Scott Brown 
and obviously a sort of smaller event happens with Flanagan just there, but because Flanagan's not as we well, what Morelos sort of name he's got for his red cards and his behaviour is a very similar incident. However, Flanagan gets disregarded and Morelos doesn't. I just want to know your views. Well, here's the problem with it, Hugh. If what Sharon's getting at, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, is that well, if Flanagan got off with his, surely Morelos should have got off. With his You can flip it round And say if Morelos Get done for his yeah. Surely Flanagan Should have got done So that's That's where It is difficult To compare and, these incidents and, and this is where the, the, the system is falling down Because no one has faith In any decision Taken anymore yeah. um, I will repeat That all Rangers fans Think that uh, There's Injustice Where they're concerned And all Celtic fans Think there's injustice Where they're concerned um, You have to take it out of the fans' hands because they pay their money, they are literally fanatical about their teams, and therefore, under pressure, their judgment is not the most trustworthy. But we have to have greater faith in those who are responsible for the judicial system. And right now, I think the game is being failed mm. by the system because decisions are being taken that are simply. Not accurate But as Gordon said earlier He's right I mean it's the clubs themselves That are making these decisions How they're going to make up the rules I think they've got to meet again And, and change it somehow Because it's not working Were you surprised by the verdict today Sharon Or is that what you expected? Uh, well no I did expect it But what I just I just believe that It shouldn't be treated different And I just wondered If it is because of Morelos' History, his past, and what he does behave like on and off the park. If that is why he was penalised and Flanagan wasn't. Well, the, the his, history, Sharon, shouldn't come into it. History shouldn't come into it, Sharon, because every every sending off is an individual mm. one. You've got to go into so, details so, about the one. So just time. just to be clear, then, uh, Sharon, you do, you don't think Morelos deserved that red card? Then that's not what I'm saying. All right, but no, what I'm asking. I'm saying is, uh, yeah, on the flip side, exactly like what you were saying, it should be. The same mm. for every single player. Yeah. So, like you say, if it was that Morelos did deserve it, then surely Flanagan shouldn't have got his. Obviously, I'm happy Flanagan didn't get it, but it's just the point I'm making is that it was a very similar incident with the same um, I mean, you, other you, player. Let's just isolate Flanagan. Here. Also, to be fair, Hugh, sorry, just to, to interrupt, but but those two are. Slightly different as well In that One one was just a sending off On the day And one is a Retrospective punishment Which is then Overturned I know the, I know the incidents Themselves might look similar But the process is very different So there's a lot yeah. more room For things to fall down To isolate Flanagan And to bring up The question of Belief in the judicial system As it stands at the moment Confidence in the judicial system He starts off with a yellow card Given by the referee that is then changed to a red card because people have had another look at it and then other people have another look at it and it's it's taken off the banned list. So that's a shambles. That is a shambles and that's why people have no confidence at the moment in our mm. disciplinary system. But here's the thing, why do we never hear complaints that there's an anti-partic thistle agenda because the worst decision of the season, yeah. I don't care what anyone says, the worst decision of the season has to be that ghost goal that they scored against yeah. Morton earlier this season. Well, if you ever sit in the Radio Clyde position inside the stand at uh, Partick Thistle when the games are on, 
Oh yes, mm. you will hear plenty of people giving you their opinion. But they, they but should... you're right in the heart of the, the thistle yeah. fans. Do you remember it though? Yeah. Yeah. I do. I think that's the worst decision yeah. we've seen this season. Is it not? But listen, I, I yeah. can go back to 1993 when Dundee United. Scored a goal at Firhill At the stanchion, that's right, right It was right. actually in the back of the net And the referee, whose name was Les Mottram But listen, the centre half actually caught the ball and yeah. kicked it up the park yeah. And he waved play on <laughs> So, you know, this decade did not invent wrong no. decisions But we've now got a judicial oblique disciplinary system To be concerned about Because at the moment... Justice mm. is not being dispensed properly Sharon, it says you want to talk about Greg Stewart as well Is that true? Yeah, just um, on the three-year contract It was just to get your thoughts on that mm. Derek, I mean, it's not, not confirmed yet no. or anything But it, there's obviously lots of, of speculation what, what do you think about him as a, as a Rangers player? Is that a squad player? Is that one that instantly boosts the starting eleven? I, th- I think at first it is a squad player You know, Hastie's exactly the same You know, that they're talented players without a shadow of a doubt But, you know, whether they're going to get a lot of games next year Only time will tell Depends what what, the, what player Stephen brings in as well But, you know, they, they are talented players, that's for sure Big thank you to Sharon in Cumbernauld Give us a call back any time We're looking for the last 11 players before this season to get more than 15 top flight goals in Scotland Morelos and Cosgrove are, on, are doing it this season You've got Boyd You've got Chris Boyd, Liam Boyce, Lee Griffiths Adam Rooney, Chris Commons Stevie May Samaras No mm. um. That takes us nicely to the break I'll yeah. give you some thinking time Come on, St Mirren fans, Hamilton fans I know you're nervous I know you might not even want to talk about it But I think you can find it within you somewhere Because it's a huge, huge afternoon tomorrow We're going to preview it next You should join us Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors A team that gets results every week Talk to Thompson's.com Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard We're going to preview some big games tomorrow And we're looking for the last 11 players before this season To get more than 15 top flight goals in Scotland So in the league in one season Guys like Chris Boyd uh, Guys like Liam Boyce Lee Griffiths Adam Rooney Chris Commons Stevie May You've got a few more to get Anthony Stokes That's a good one Hugh We're going back a bit He is uh, quite far back on our list But he's there do we, get the, do we get the Scott Sinclair one? Have we got that one? Who? Sinclair Yes, well done Scott Sinclair yep. Three to go No uh, Yeah, three to go Okay, mm. I'll give you some more thinking time uh, We'll mm. speak to Frank in Springburn in a second But I do want to preview this game tomorrow Because it's absolutely massive Let's not kid ourselves on Oren Kearney says it would be a huge success If St Mirren can stay in the league They've been involved in a battle for survival Ever since he replaced Alan Stubbs in September Here's the scenario If they better Hamilton's result on Saturday They'll avoid the playoffs Kearney says he wants to prepare for next season too I've won trophies as a player and as a manager before But um, as much as it's a totally different predicament um, I think with the story as everybody knows of this season I think it will be a hell of an achievement from everybody attached to the club It's very hard to plan because There's there's a huge amount of dependence in relation to 
uh, what players you can go for, what players you would like to have at the club, um, even pre-season in relation to can you go somewhere, can you not go somewhere. So there's a huge amount of, of from that point of view that is, is very, very hard. We're all planners and we all like to be ahead of the game and plan from that point of view. Um, I think the scenario we find ourselves in, um, being honest, it leaves it, it leaves it quite tough to be able to, to nail down a lot of the things that you would you would like to nail down. I admire Brian Rice's optimism. He thinks the players should enjoy the challenge. I'm mm. not sure how easy that will be. A win guarantee tease them their place in the league for next season sending St Mirren into the playoffs Rice says it's all about positivity I think it's a challenge you know, pressure. it's a challenge you know for the boys to stand up to it look forward to it take it in the chin and have a go you know I think if if I start mentioning pressure along with what they get for their mates and what they get for the media and for, for other players talking to them you know I think it can overburden them I'm trying to take, take all that away for them and trying to get them to go and play like I want them to play, but mostly to go and enjoy it and meet it head on. People, other people see that as pressure. I see it as enjoyment. David is a Hamilton Aki's fan. Are you going to sleep tonight, David? Um, probably not. Probably <laughs> not. Um, I can't actually go to the game tomorrow because I'm oh, going no. to a wedding. But I went. I went to St Mirren on on Monday night, and I, you know, I like Brian Rice as a coach, but I thought we looked rather nervous. Yeah. I'm not convinced it was a red card for Gogic but I think that we've got a harder game I think even though we're at home against St Johnson it's a really tall ask I think we usually struggle against them mm-hmm. St Byrne going to Dundee I think is the easier game the only good thing is that it's in our hands we know if we win mm-hmm. we're okay so I agree with you David I was, I was at the game at St Byrne on Monday as well and I thought it was a bit harsh the sending off it was probably a yellow card but it wasn't a red card. But I thought St Myrne were excellent, especially in the second half. I know Hamilton were down to 10 men, but St Myrne played really well. And certainly they got the goals late in the game, but they thoroughly deserved it. So Hamilton are going to have to play, I think, a lot better tomorrow if they're, if they're going to get anything from that Hugh, game. Hugh, Dundee are at home to St Mirren and yeah. Hamilton... No, yeah, Dundee are at home to St Mirren, Hamilton at home to St Johnson. Dundee uh-huh. are already relegated, but St Johnson don't really have much to play for. Is there an easier game? Who's got it? There is a phrase which is supposed to cover both games And that is the integrity of the competition Dundee, although relegated Are supposed to give it their very best shot St Johnston, although there's absolutely nothing in it for them Other than being the last game before they hit Marbella uh, <laughs> that's, They have to give it their best shot Because Livelihoods are at stake here If somebody goes down I said the, the, the one, the no, one thing I'll just say I think the other thing Hugh is that I mean there must be some Dundee players there As you say who are going to be playing for a place For their livelihood Next year Yeah, yeah. Um, Their yeah. livelihood and, yeah. and Am I right in saying that they've got James McPeak in now? He's yes He's manager, manager. manager. Yeah. So, he, so I mean they're going to be wanting to impress him But you know Dundee are no, are no fools if, if they're on their on their game tomorrow Then they can win But I, I agree with Derek I thought St Mirren Were excellent On Monday night And I think You know But for a bit of luck It could have been More than 2 nothing for them And, but you, so and, and you, you know what, you know what David? It would have been Interesting Saturday uh, is, And I'll tell you what St Mirren will probably Have more fans At Dens Park Than Dundee will Because I'm, I'm told Maybe. There's well over 2,000 St Mirren fans Are going to be there Okay David Enjoy your wedding Super scoreboard in your ear You know what to do We'll speak to you then uh, Frank's in Springburn Let's do it quickly Hi Frank Hi guys, a quick question. Is Ajax a bigger club than Celtic? And I would ask a suggestion about the manager. Ooh, is Ajax uh, a bigger club than Celtic? Mm, 
What do you mean, do you mean financially or, or what? How do you define big? Yeah. Well, history, support, the whole lot. Well, history and support on a on an even keel. Uh, I mean, that's fine. Well, for talking history, Ajax have got a pretty good history as well. How many many European cups have they won? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I I would regard Ajax pretty much as the same size as Celtic. Right. Well, the reason I'm asking that question is because I think Celtic should be going for the Ajax manager, Eric Ten Hag. Nobody seems to have mentioned this guy. This is a guy who's uh, took a, a team, a young team. For academy players, uh, he hasn't spent hundreds of millions on players. He's, he's won them with the double, and he's took them to the semi-final, and it should have been the final of the Champions League. It's, they had them playing great mm. football. I watched them a couple of weeks ago, rattling Spurs apart at, at, at their yeah. home. Is all of that? Is all of that, Frank? Maybe why you wouldn't entertain a move to Scotland, Hugh? Well, you I mean, know, Champions League semi-finalists don't tend to. Have their next step as being it, here. It would be a remarkable achievement if Celtic could uh, entice someone of that caliber to Scottish football. Um, but Frank is saying that as if you know it's never crossed Celtic's mind. For all I know, it has crossed somebody's mind at Celtic, and we'll have to wait until after the cup final, Frank. Surely, Celtic to attract show a guy hand. of that caliber. Yeah, I, as I said, it, it would be a, a remarkable. Achievement on Celtic's part If they were to, to do that The problem is Scotland's a hard sell Scotland yeah. uh, You know Does not offer The land of milk and honey uh, Earnings for clubs In terms of television money Are low uh, It's always a bit of a struggle But Celtic do have money And they do have The need To use that money wisely In the summertime But I would I, You know I think you've come up with An excellent Observation, but I don't see him to go back. There's, the no, there's no big money in, in Holland either, Hugh. When you think you do, you're talking about television money and everything yeah, else. But, 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 where, but, where, but where he could be enticed, yeah. you know, he could be enticed to a country Elsewhere, where there yeah. is great and money. And to go back to the initial discussion, I mean, Ajax are, if we're talking about size and whatever, Ajax are one of the European sides. I mean, I know, yeah. granted, television money's changed things for. English teams and whatnot, but you know, four European Cups, yeah. Johan Cruyff and is, all the rest is, of it. So I'm I, not sure. As I understand it, the wage bill is actually less than Celtic's. Uh, so he has done a remarkable job, but I don't think that Celtic will be his next address. Frank, interesting talking point, but we'll have to leave it there because we're short on time. It's goalless between Dundee United and Inverness. Dundee United with the one 0 advantage. You're looking for a couple more on the teaser. What have you got for me? Can't think of anything. Else. Three more. Must be somebody way back here. They're difficult ones No they're not way back Because remember it's the last 11 guys to, to do it Yeah but there's not all that many done it The last 11 Yeah yeah It's, it's the last 11 We're not going back too long we're Right is it, is it clues time? talking about yes. 10 years yeah. There's a Motherwell striker in here He's also played for St Mirren Did I spell St Mirren? Uh, Dundee and Hearts Certainly it spells it Dundee and Hearts He's got a famous footballing brother He was he didn't quite achieve as much in footballing sense as his brother did But nevertheless, clearly putting a good shift for Motherwell around this time And his initials are? J.S His brother's name's Chris Oh, come oh on. Uh, John Sutton John Sutton, there we go, well done uh, Dundee, they could be doing with this guy this season When Greg Stewart was there, who was his sort of strike partner? Who was the other guy that scored well, all the goals? Down south I think he was a youngster at Rangers, Derek. 
KH on the initials. Gonna need to give you this, aren't I? What's his first name? Oh, you're <laughs> Kane. Oh, Kane Hemmings. Kane Hemmings. <laughs> uh, and the last one, Dundee United Inverness is on tonight. This guy's played for them both. Also played for Ross County. Went down the road to Wigan. Initials B. Mick. You Billy, too. Oh, Billy Mackay. Billy Mackay. Well course, done. Billy Thank Mackay. you, Hugh and Derek. What a day we've got lined up for you tomorrow. We are on air at noon. Survival Saturday for St Mirren and Hamilton. Make sure you join us and make sure you stay where you are because GBX Friday is up next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Win the compensation you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com.